Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. In this episode, I interview Ashley Beck, the creator of The Sacred Mama. We chat about parenting, mothering ourselves, and ecstatic birth. Welcome, everyone. I have a special guest today. Her name is Ashley Beck, and she is the creator of The Sacred Mama, and I'm so delighted that she's here. Ashley, welcome, and please go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, audience. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm so honored to be on the podcast today. Um, Yeah, so I, just a little about me, I've been working with families for over 20 years um, in a variety of ways, and um, I just look at the process of birth and being pregnant and those early years of mommyhood as um, such a beautiful sacred time where, you know, it's like, it's like planting a seed. There's, there's so much you don't always see in the beginning to make the flower bloom. And, and when you have the rich soil and bright sunlight and like good water, you know, the flower becomes this beautiful, radiant, um, radiant being of its own that gets to flourish. And so, um, so I really want to help women to give them those tools and to, to give them back the sacredness and the empowerment that, that comes from using their intuition and being embodied with their child and, um, having this beautiful connection with them that, that creates a lifelong, um, relationship that is blooming all the time. Delicious. Thank you, Ashley, for introducing yourself and sharing that vision. And tell me about why the word sacred, what does that mean to you? And why is it important for becoming a mom? Mm. I think that's such a key, a key thing that sometimes gets forgotten. Um, when you start having kids, you know, it's funny, you know, there's, there's this great doctor that talks about how, you know, when, when women are pregnant, um, you know, you, you kind of surrender to certain things because we only have so much control over that pregnant pregnancy process, right? Like we can eat good food, we can do good things, but the baby kind of grows on their own. They, they do the thing that nature has intended for them to do. And there's a, there's a surrender to that. And there's a faith in, in how that journey goes. And, um, and then sometimes when people have kids, <laughs> we forget that we think we, we need to make sure they're in this soccer, like this soccer team, or we need to make sure that they're doing certain things all the time so that they can be quote unquote happy and successful. Um, and so I think bringing in the sacred, um, the sacred is really about, um, treating something with extreme importance and kind of a devotional love that is unconditional, you know, and, um, almost, almost like a holy act. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be religious at all. Um, but, like bringing in the divine of whatever, however you want to call it, whether you are religious or not, but bringing in the part that is greater than yourself, that is something more than who we are as humans and bringing that aspect 
into this relationship with your child and seeing them as their own unique soul, their own unique soul coming into this world with their own journey. And, you know, like, like the, the plant and the flower that blooms, like how can we, how can we nurture this soul that has its own blueprint for how their journey is going to go and how can we provide them with the resources and the love and make it like, in my opinion, like make it this like devotional practice of love, you know, to, to continue to have ongoing, like unconditional connection with them, providing them love in these ways that helps them to grow. And, um, and I believe when we start with that from preconception and through pregnancy and in those early years, it's something that just continues to, to like to bloom, you know, to use the flower reference again, like it just blooms on its own and keeps going. And the older they get, the less, the less you have to hold it the same way. And they get to just be who they are. And it creates such a beautiful lifelong love and connection between you and your child. I love that childbirth and parenting as a devotional act of love. And it's It's just so beautiful. And tell me about what that looks like then. You know, you said preconception, conception, pregnancy, like what's kind of the arc of becoming a sacred mama? Wow. Well, I mean, there's so much juice there. I'm so excited you asked that. There's so much juice there. Um, You know, the amazing thing that that I've discovered is that having a connection to your child can happen before you even have children. You know, it can start in the process of when you're thinking about it, you know, and it it comes from, um, you know, having a healthy connection with your partner because you two are creating this life together, you know, or if you're adopting, you can still hold a sacred space for this little human coming into your world, you know, however it's manifesting there, there are ways to do that. And, um, there's a great book I found called, um, spirit babies, the children you are meant to have. And I highly recommend it to anyone who's wanting to get pregnant and wants to feel a connection with their child. Um, yeah, it's a great and, book. Oh, it's so great. I'm like obsessed with it. I love it. Um, and, and so it's about finding the ways to, you know, through different meditations and chants to, to building a connection with your unborn child before they're here and, and creating a safe space um, within you and within your relationship with your partner um, to welcome this, this soul to come into your, to your womb and then to eventually, you know, stay with you and be born. Um, and so you can, you can, the beautiful thing I think is before you ever have kids, you can, you can really start with that connection and really start with that and enjoy that relationship. You know, um, on a, on a side note or on a personal note, I, you know, worked with families for a long time and I haven't had children yet, but I've developed communication with my future children. And there are times when I see them and they, they pop up into my awareness and they encourage me and they're excited when I do certain retreats, I've seen them pop into my, my awareness and, um, they're excited to come into this world and be here when it's their time. And I think it's a really beautiful, magical gift. And I feel them around, even though they're not quite here yet and everyone can have that. Yes. I love that that connection to the spiritual aspect of having children and the awareness of the trust that you're giving in your children and your children and you. I think 
many times parenting feels or seems to be more dogmatic and top down versus really from a foundation of respect and, and sacredness. And it reminds me of in relationship as well. Like the person that we're in relationship with is on their own soul journey and we can't manipulate or control them or force them to be a certain way out of our own agenda. And so it requires this deep trust and devotion and surrender. And I'm seeing that now through the lens of becoming a parent as well, you know, allowing and loving each person unconditionally that's part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And I think you've totally, you've nailed it. You know, it's, it's really having that kind of like, um, unattached, love in a way and, um, to let them be who they are, you know, and, and to kind of, sometimes for us, the challenge I've seen sometimes for parents, the challenge is to kind of get out of the way of that. You know, sometimes when we have ideas about what our kids are going to look like and what they're going to do and, um, or, or sometimes maybe we had, we had trouble with something as a kid, like, you know, if you were bullied, um, and, and, you know, in elementary school, then sometimes parents, um, try to overcorrect, um, to prevent that potential from happening. And, and really then you're, you're bringing your own pain into their world when it may not be something that it has anything to do with your children at all that, that, you know, and so to kind of be aware and to know, you know, where where is my stuff and where does that end and begin and where is their stuff? And to, to hold that kind of integrity and truthfulness within yourself so that you can be the most available to them and also take care of yourself. That's a huge part of being a mama, you know, taking care of ourselves is so important. And truly when you do that, you know, I mean, that's a whole other topic, but, um, but that is just so important to being fully available for the people in your world, you know, especially little ones, especially little kids. Yes. I know I find in my work that when we nurture ourselves, all of our relationships benefit, it's kind of like self-care. Self-care is a multiplier. And especially in my work with single moms, it's very important that they learn to take really good care of themselves and really put themselves first and then give from the overflow versus giving from a place of feeling really energy poor or depleted. Tell yeah. me about this idea of self-care as a mom and as a woman looking to get pregnant. Like, what does that look like? How do you get women to um, nurture themselves in preparation for nurturing a baby? Yeah. Wow. Um, there's so much to that. Um, I mean, I think, I think the, the most important thing, if you're starting from ground zero, you know, with that, um, would, would be to learn to have a relationship with yourself. Um, cause we can only know somebody else and only be in connection and relationship with somebody else as, as deeply as we are with ourselves. Um, and so, and so, you know, having a coach or having someone that can help you, um, to, to get embodied and, um, and to start to listen to your own intuition about what you need and what you, you know, what you need. Cause really there's so much that comes from that. I think, um, when we know ourselves well enough to know what we need, we can set healthy boundaries and we can, um, we can do the self-care. I think self-care is so much of 
what do I need right now? You know, I'm not, I'm not feeling energy rich. What is it that I'm needing right now? You know, sometimes it's just, I need to go play or I need to go run or you know what? I'm super hungry and I'm not just taking care of my physical needs. And once I eat like, Oh, I feel a lot better. And now I can, I can respond to my child's tantrum or I can respond to their needs in a, in a totally different way, you know? And it's amazing. It's amazing. Like how much being in tune with that for ourselves, um, like kind of heals the whole thing, heals, um, whatever the situation is. Um, and so I think what I really would love to teach women is, is to have a better and deeper trust with their own intuition and how to be in tune with their bodies in a deeper way, because women are highly intuitive and we know things and, and to use that to create the life we want and to guide ourselves and our children is incredibly and deeply empowering. So empowering. Yeah. Amen. Amen for trusting our intuition and honoring the wisdom of our essence as, as women and as human beings, but especially as females. And what, what inspired you to, to take this direction with your life, to share these gifts? How did you know when you first had these gifts? That's a great question. Um, you know, to be honest, I, I, I really think this has been a lifelong calling for me. Um, even, even as young as a, a, like an eight-year-old child. Um, it's kind of a funny story, but I used to, you know, get in trouble all the time in school and how they um, managed my behavior, quote unquote, was to go help have me volunteer in the special needs room next door twice a week. And I think that there has been an innate sense for me of being able to, to in, intuit what children need and want and to be able to intuit um, where their needs are not getting met. Um, I find that really often the things that cause pain and strife and disconnection between parents and children are because just needs aren't being met, you know? And either it's because the parent doesn't know how to meet them or because they aren't aware enough or their own needs aren't being met and so they don't have the space to provide that for them. Um, and the thing, the thing that I see with parents and kids is like, there, there isn't a parent in the world that you come, you, you talk to, um, like every parent loves their child more than anything in the whole world. And they would do anything for them, you know, and, and every child just wants to be loved. You know, they just want the love and attention of their parents. and yet i see i see all over the place this disconnect between parents and children and there's like this gap and to me that seems like the most tragic thing in the whole world is two people just want to love each other and they can't quite get there um and so that's been a very big inspiration point for me to to help navigate that because i can i can see where the disconnect is happening and i have the tools to be able to teach the parents like how, how to go in there and how to meet their child in a different way. Um, and it can be really simple and really easy and really natural when we kind of let go of these ideas we have um, from society or from our own brain of what things should look like or they should be. 
and we come back to our feeling and our intuition and, um, and, you know, meeting ourselves where we need to be met in, internally helps us do that for children a lot. Um, you know, I could probably talk, give a whole nother podcast on this topic of why. Um, I mean, that's, that's the basis of it. And, and also, you know, frankly, in my, in my growing up, um, it was not easy at all in my household. And I really deeply desire to have every child on this planet to come in and to feel the love that is already there for them and to feel the love that, that they deserve to feel. And it can be as simple as teaching parents a few tools so that the expression of that comes through in a way that is received really well. And if you do that in those first couple of years during pregnancy, like it creates massive, massive directional change when they're older, you know, like something that seems so simple that can be an easy change. Like when they're teenagers, they're going to be the kind of kids that actually come to you and want to talk to you versus ones that are like angry and resentful from something that happened when they were three that kept happening that, you know, everyone's doing their best, but, um, that's just these really simple tools that can massively change the direction of your relationship for your entire life. And I, I, yeah, I just want to empower people with that ability so they can have what they want. They can have what they want. I love that vision, Ashley. That's so cool. And I can see how small changes may make massive impact down the road, especially when we invest in ourselves and invest in the things that are really important. And if someone is having a baby, like what could be more important than taking really good care of themselves? And what do you, what is your sense that a sacred mama feels like or talks like or walks like, or is there a certain archetype that you're connecting with or is it more universal? Um, let me think about that one for a second. Um, I think that the sacred mama embodies any, any woman or any, any person who's a parent really could be any parent. Um, I focus more on the women, but, um, is any parent who is like, I want to have a different kind of relationship with my child than I've ever seen. I want to have a devotional conscious um, um, exchange with this soul coming in. They're not looking at it as, as like, I'm the parent and this is the child, but like, this is like, I'm going to honor this sacred soul that is coming into this life. And it's an exchange that happens. And it's a, it's like a continued learning. And, um, yeah, it's about a lot of engagement along the way. Um, I think you touched on earlier that sometimes there's some dogmatic ways of thinking of children and, and parents, you know, and to really let that go and to, um, trust the innate wisdom that your child has, even when they're really little, you know, especially when they're really little. And, um, so I think the kind of women that would want to learn more about this or to do this would be women that really want to be a transformational empowered mama that want to, um, want to have children that, that grow up, uh, having amazing attachment, amazing attachment styles and, um, really feeling like the children know who they are. They feel really secure. They feel really loved and that the children feel empowered to take the journey in life that they are here to take. 
you know, and that they have freedom and love um, moving forward. Yummy. <laughs> you mentioned something about trusting the innate wisdom of your children, even when they're young. And sometimes as we think about parenting, it's a lot of the stressors of being a parent, but what are some of the pleasures of being a parent that you've found are unlocked for the people you work with once they really get this on a deeper level? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. I think, I think that's the biggest thing is like when you cut, when you can let go of these other things or you, you let go of your own stuff kind of, you know, then, um, it becomes really fun. Like it becomes so fun to interact with your child in this new way, to discover who they are, to allow that flower to bloom. Um, it becomes so much easier. You know, um, I've done so many different, um, jobs when I was younger to kind of get here, you know, and to, to learn and to get to this knowledge point. And, um, and I had an experience as a nanny, uh, you know, five or 10 years back where, I was trying, I was like trying to do all these things like, okay, if I give the bath at this time and then they have this much play and I was trying to organize and formulate to, to make this situation be like what I thought it should be. And what I discovered that was when I really let go of, of all of these things of trying to do well. Um, and what I simply did was, was be in my essence of love like really just be in my essence and like both children, like the conflict ended, like they calmed down um, and everything just went smoothly and gracefully. And so it just showed me the, the power of um, the power of surrender and to being in love and just sharing my heart, really like sharing myself and my heart and being present and available and in fact, more recently, something like this happened as well, where there was a lot of conflict with a child I was working with and I, I was feeling the frustration and I wasn't able to know like, what was I needing in the moment so that I could, I could be in the space of love and give more presence. Um, and I literally took a moment to, to like, I just, I did like a standing meditation where I was connecting with the divine and I was like, okay, please help me with this. And I surrender and I, you know, I surrendered and, um, we went from having 45 minutes of kind of this like angsty frustration energy in the house. And within minutes, like within th actually within 30 seconds of me doing this, this little boy went from aggression to giggling. Like while I had my eyes closed in this meditation space and I really, saw how much of an impact our energy field has. And, um, and so when we can do this more efficiently or when we learn how to do these things better then um, it, it just creates so much more joy and more flow and more ease. And, and you feel this sense of connection and oneness um, with the people around you and with your children and then the energy kind of flows and there's less conflict and less strife and more, more ease and more fun and more connection and more love. And it just, it just becomes so much more fun. It's just so much fun. It's so much fun. Mm -hmm. 
I just so enjoy hearing you talk about that and light up around the level of fun of being a parent. So speaking of fun, uh, tell me a bit about ecstatic birth. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this topic. I love this topic. So, um, I am extremely passionate about this. Um, you know, a long time ago, you know, we started out with midwives and we had a more natural way of doing childbirth. And in the last, I would say 50 or so years, especially in the United States, um, there's been so much intervention around how we have, how we give birth and, and it's really taken away the empowerment that women have in their own innate intuition on how to guide their bodies and how to allow this to be a pleasurable experience. And something I've recently learned is, um, the hormones that, that get activated and during the process of birth are actually the same hormones that happen during an orgasm. So if you think of your best orgasm and you multiply it by 10, that is how big of an orgasm, how much pleasure you can have giving birth. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yes. I can't wait to be a mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I, I just think that's amazing. And I think it's an amazing concept and amazing practical thing that, that we can change this thing that has been thought of for generations and generations as pain into pleasure that we can, we can take ownership of our bodies in this way and, um, and guide that through pleasure to have this nurturing experience. And when, when we do that, when we have more pleasure, we create an environment where, um, the attachment, like right after you have birth, the attachment between you and your baby's easier. Um, the hormones that, that get released all support attachment and support this natural bonding that happens with you and your baby. And, um, it, it just, it creates this like beautiful beginning of life where there's so much joy and pleasure happening in our body and in their bodies that it's, it makes it so easy to so much easier to keep that momentum going and to keep going in that direction of that natural intuition and, um, and continuing to have pleasure with your body. And I just think it gives women so much empowerment, um, of having the kind of experience they want instead of what they're told is, is possible. Yes. It's so important that we let go of those societal frames about what something means, you know, that birth is pain or that we need to use drugs when we're giving birth or that we have to, um, yeah, that we have to associate it with something so, so dark or so tragic. And I'm imagining just what's possible if we celebrated the transitions with so much pleasure, the transition to become a mom of actually having the baby and all of our transitions in life. I think as a culture, Americans, we have a really hard time with transformation and birthing and releasing and just all of the cycles. We tend to want to run it you know, one speed all, all the time and myself included, I can definitely fall in that trap. So I love the reframing of birth into being an ecstatic experience and then creating that foundation in that field for the baby the whole time. And I feel similarly about the work that I do with women on relationships is that we can have a cognitive frame that 
relationships suck or men suck or ball and chain and marriage is dead and all of these things. But why would we actually want to live in that paradigm? Why wouldn't we create some new beliefs around relationship where it's based on authenticity and vulnerability and being with a partner who supports you and uplifts you and getting everything that you want. So I love how your work is changing the family structure in practical and, you know, esoteric ways. All of those are are really important. And what are you looking forward to the most about becoming a mom? Oh my gosh. Um, ah, I mean, I've worked with so many kids that I think I'm just really looking forward to them being mine, them being mine. I've I've worked with so many and, um, I'm looking forward to the, like the honest, raw realness that comes from having your own kids and seeing your own reflection in them, you know, they're, they're such a beautiful mirror for ourselves, for where we are in our life. And, um, and you know, what we're struggling with and what we're not, they're really honest, you know, and it's interesting because working with so many different families, I see like, you know, when kids are quote unquote behaving poorly or badly, you know, it's different in every family because it's, it's a little bit of a reflection of our own shadows, you know? And so I, I'm just looking forward to seeing like the joy and the brightness and the light and the shininess of what my kids are like. And then to also be able to laugh and take humor in like the things that I'm like, Oh, those are the things I'm still working on, like, you know, for myself and them. And, um, and I'm just like beyond thrilled and excited to, to have a wonderful husband that we get to share that together. And I get to put all of this love into these little souls coming in and, um, get to enjoy that relationship. I, I, I'm so look forward to that every, every single day, every day. Oh, you're going to be such a good mom. You're going to be such a sacred mama. Thank you. you. And what, um, I ask this of every guest, but what brings you pleasure? Um, uh, what brings me pleasure? I mean, connecting with people and sharing this vision and, and, and sharing what could be for people instead of what they think is gives me so much pleasure. Um, and for me personally, uh, taking a bike ride on the beach and jumping in the ocean, um, really being in swimming in the ocean and the water brings me so much pleasure. Um, and yeah, then connecting with, uh, souls that I love. Um, it's so, so much fun and brings me so much joy and satisfaction. Luscious. I love hearing about pleasure and obviously talking about pleasure. And I can almost imagine being on the bike with you and riding and jumping in the ocean and love with that feast for the senses. Is there anything else, Ashley, that you'd like people to know who are listening today about sacred mama, about becoming a mother, about the pleasure of being a mother? Yeah, I think, I think something that's really important is that I really want, I want people to know is, um, you know, you, you can start this journey at any time in your life. You know, you can, you can start this journey before you even thought about having kids. You can start it even when your kids are much older, um, even when they're 10, 12, 20. Um, there is no 
you know, starting too late or, um, or thinking like, I'll, I'll give the example that, you know, I had a pretty uh, rough traumatic growing up and yet because of the choices that I've made and the things that I've chosen to work on and my vision for myself, um, I have the ability to go teach all of this love and sacredness and, and juiciness to all of these women to create a new generation of humans on the earth, this earth, to create a new generation of people that come in in this way that is so healing. And um, so even if you've had like a rough upbringing, you really can have anything and everything you want. Like you truly can. And, and I really wholeheartedly believe in that. And I, I think I'm a really good example of that. And then also, even if you think you've kind of not done it right with your children in the beginning, like there, there are always ways to, to shift and change and create, create the life that you want. You know, there's really nothing stopping us from creating the life we want, except how far we can imagine. And if you, I really believe this, like if you can imagine a different way to have a relationship, if you can imagine a different way to be in this world, then you can have that. You can definitely have that. And, and, um, there's always ways to have better, lovelier connections if you want it. And, and, um, I'm here, I'm here to help. I'm here to help if, if people want that. And how can people find you? Um, yeah, well, I have my, um, I have an email address that I think we'll, we'll share. It's, um, Ashley dot k dot back at gmail.com. Um, I also have a Facebook group called the sacred mama. Um, and in the next month or so I'll be launching my, my website and my podcast. Um, it'll be under Ashley Beck, all things sacred mama. And, um, my website, we'll, we'll add that onto there in the, in the show notes, hopefully. Um, and that'd be, those are all great ways to, to get in contact with me and, and work with me if that is what you want. Thank you, Ashley, so much for sharing those. And yes, we'll put your email and the other details on the Facebook group in the show notes. And I'm really grateful that you're making a stand for nurturing and sacredness and pleasure and the ability to be a mom. And whether that's energetic or an actual mom uh, or even just being a dad, like creating change through these new birthings that are happening. And I honor and recognize the birthing that you're doing to birth this, this opportunity and this venture and this offering for so many people. So I'm grateful for your devotion to your, to your vision. Thank you. It was such a joy to get to share this and to talk about it and to be on here. And I'm, I'm so, I'm so grateful. It was really fun. And I'm really glad that so grateful that you're doing this so that more women have more access to pleasure and can have the lives that they want. Yes. (laughs) That feels so good. Well, thank you, Ashley, and um, wishing you an amazing day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love. Because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. I'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness, and it starts with you. Please subscribe to my show and leave a review. If you want more love, pleasure, and power in your life, go to violetlang.com forward slash talk. That's violetlang.com forward slash talk to sign up for a free Breakthrough to Love call. 
These are special deep dives only for women who are committed and ready for lasting love. If that's you, book your time now with me or my team.